Let me tell you, it's in the bag. Victory is ours. I hope we never, I know it was an old hymn, but I hope we never lose this song in our heart. Victory is mine. Victory is mine. Victory today is mine. Yeah. I told Satan, I told the enemy, I told the disease, I told the flesh, I told whatever's bothering me, get behind. Put everything in its right place. Put God first and everything else under your feet. God's going to take care of us. Give the Lord another hand and a shout. Hallelujah. It's going to happen. Oh, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Glory. Glory to God. I appreciate the Lord so much, so much. God's good to us. Uh, this month, I've, I've been trying really hard to get work in a lot of our young men uh, into the pulpit this, this month, um, getting them to preach for us. And I tell you, we just had some awesome, awesome messages. Brother Wendell did a tremendous job last week, and I just appreciate. I know they had, I think they had Brother Colin uh, preaching in Regeneration a couple of Wednesdays ago, and, and so we're trying to just make space for everybody. I got all these young men wanting to preach. It's hard to find a, well, I guess we had to go to two services on Sunday. <laughs> People, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I, y'all be looking for another church. I gotta look out. Uh, no, but we, we do want to give them time and, uh, to minister because it's not just uh, so they can fill a time slot, but it's because they really do have yes. things to say from the Lord. And so we're giving them time, and um, uh, n- not this coming up Wednesday night, but a couple of Wednesdays, the, the 20th, I've got some guys scheduled for that. We're gonna, I want everybody to be in here. We've got some of our young men going to take some time. Each one of them got three guys going to be speaking that Wednesday night. But today, uh, Brother Elijah's going to be preaching to us. We appreciate these young men. Come preach to us, buddy. That's me. Praise the Lord, everybody. Bear with me a second. I'm going to have to get some of this water. God is good to us. Yes, He is. Thankful for the opportunity to preach. Um, I don't take it lightly. I know that Pastor doesn't have to do this. He doesn't let us have. He doesn't have to let us get up here and and take his time of ministering. But but I do appreciate it. So very quickly, I'm not going to keep you standing for long. I know we've been worshiping. Uh, we're going to turn to the book of James. We're going to go uh, chapter 1, verses 2 through 4. Say amen when you got it, and we'll move on. Amen. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into divers temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Let's pray for the reading of the word. Lord, we thank you, God. Lord, we thank you for everything that you've accomplished in this service already, God. I have faith, Lord, that you're not done yet. 
Lord, that you still have something to accomplish. You still have somebody to work on. You still have a goal with this word that you have given me, Lord. And I ask you, Lord, to touch my heart and my lips, Lord, and my mind as I deliver this word, Lord, and touch every person under the sound of my voice, God. Let faith be stirred up in this place. Let liberty be stirred up in this place, God. Lord, as your word goes forth, and I know that it will accomplish everything that it's set to accomplish in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. You may be seated. Thank you. I'm going to try my best not to be very long, but I'm just going to Come on, preach. I'm going to read exactly what God laid on my heart. I'm going to close this. We face many problems in our lives. Some small and insignificant troubles, but others are enormous and terrible. Having a too many bills, or not having enough money to pay a normal amount of bills. Loneliness, depression, anxiety, stress, self-condemnation, sickness, whether it be a cough that won't go away or cancer that won't go away. Mental warfare that we face on a daily basis versus our adversary, versus ourselves, versus our mistakes that we have made in our past, whether our past is 10 years ago or 10 minutes ago. The weight that comes with those mistakes. Some uh, even less personal problems, more social issues, uh, work environments that are condescending of your faith, or family environments that is condescending of your faith. Even grander of a scale than that, an entire political system, a government that seems less concerned with the people that they govern, but more concerned with saying the right things to get a vote, and, and less concerned with leading a nation united under God, and only concerned with beating the other team um, media and news outlets who are not concerned with sh- uh, spreading truth and, and spreading news, but more concerned with uh, promoting their own agendas and, and promoting chaos and disaster and getting your mind on things that your mind ought not be on. Now, trust me, I have no intention of preaching doom and gloom today, but as Christians, we are being alienated for our faith our faith-based beliefs in a world that only focuses on what they can see. Now, fortunately for us, we serve a God who is so much more than just what you can see. Mm-hmm. We serve a God who is so much more than what you and I can see with our eyes. In the middle of all of our issues, we serve a mighty, big God. As big and as tall as you can stack your problems and your worries and your sicknesses and mistakes and burdens and whatever else you can think of, stack them all up on top of each other and they do not come close to how big our God is. Listen. Thine, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and majesty for all that is in heaven and in earth is thine. Thine is the kingdom, O Lord, and thou art exalted as head above all. Both riches and honor come of thee, and thou reignest over all, and in thine hand is power and might, and in thine hand it is to make great and to give strength unto all. For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, invisible and visible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created by him and for him, and 
he is before all things, and by him all things consist. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and all they that dwell within. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised, and his greatness is unsearchable. Our Lord God, behold, thou hast made the heaven and the earth by thy great power and outstretched arm, and there is nothing too hard for thee. Now unto the king, eternal, immortal, invisible, the only wise God, be honor and glory forever and ever. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? Somebody ought to give God some praise in this place right now. He is worthy of your praise. He is worthy of your admiration. God is in control. Now let me, let me read another portion of scripture. I don't believe there's such a thing as too much scripture. Matthew 8 and 23 through 27 says this, And when he was entered into a ship, his disciples followed him. And behold, there arose a great tempest in the sea, insomuch that the ship was covered with the waves, but he was asleep. And his disciples come to him. And awoke him and saying, Lord, save us, we perish. And he saith unto them, Why are ye fearful, O ye of little faith? Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. And the men marveled, saying, What manner of man is this, that even the winds and the sea obey him? See, we serve a God who is in control of every situation. We serve a God who is not slack concerning his promises towards you. And he wants us to call on him in our time of need. So why then, when the disciples came and awoke him, did he call them fearful and of little faith? Why would he belittle their faith for calling on him? God entered into the ship to cross the sea. The disciples followed him. If you have made up in your heart that you are going to follow God, there will be storms. There will be troubles. There will be waves that crash in on your ship. But God is in the ship. God is on your boat. And God does not let His people sink. It doesn't matter how big the waves are. It doesn't matter how strong the winds are. It doesn't matter if God is in your boat. If God is on your side, then it cannot take you. You will not go under. You will make it to the other side. Your faith will carry you all the way. I promise you. Now the question that I'm asking today. Is God still in control? In a world as full of sin and chaos and destruction, if He is truly a just and holy God who hates sin, is He really still in control of this world? 
Do not misunderstand God's grace with His approval. Just because this world is not burned up in flames yet, do not misunderstand His grace and His long-suffering and His mercy with His approval. That will keep you. Do you believe what this book says? If not, let me know afterwards and we can have a talk. I will tell you why you ought to believe what it says. But do you believe that the Word of God is true and forever settled in heaven? I'll read again. Colossians 1, verses 16 through 17. For by Him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created by Him and for Him. And here we go. And He is before all things. And by Him, all things consist. By Him, all things continue to be. By Him, all things continue to work. This world still relies on God for its existence. God is still in control. I know sometimes this world gets crazy and it feels like all hell is broken loose in your life, but God is still on the throne and God is still in control. Is the earth still here? God is in control. Do the sun, moon, and stars still rise in the east and fade into the west? God is in control. Do the seasons still change? Do plants still grow? Does the rain still fall? Do the waves still crash? Does the sun still rule the day and the moon rule the night? If so, then God is in control because by God, all of these things consist. If God had lost control, who would tell the sun where to rise? Who would tell the waves, you can only come this far and you have to stop and retreat? Who would be in control of our solar system? Who would be in control of the stars shining in the sky? Who would be in control if God was not still in control? Without God's control, this whole operation that we call planet Earth and this entire universe would come to a screeching halt. And since God is not just in control of things in heaven and in earth, but of things invisible and thrones and dominions and powers and principalities, if you still have problems, God is in control. If you still face trials and temptations and sickness and guilt and all the other things that we face on a regular basis, God is still in control. If there wasn't a God in control trying to save you, your adversary would have no need to attack you. You would be lost by default. But there is a God who sits on the throne, who is actively in control of all things, who bled and died and rose again with all power in heaven and earth to save your soul. And you want to know what the good thing about having a God who is loyal and is in control of all things, whether it's good or evil, he is in control of all of it, and it all has to bow to him. You know what the best part about that is? God's people always win. When God's people submit to him, then resist the devil, he comes short every time, every single time. But that doesn't stop him from trying. He tried against Job. After coming before God and talking a big talk, he was given access to all of Job's things, his livestock, his family, his body, and his health. But because Job trusted God and he, would, he would, could retain his integrity before God, 
then he could utter the words, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Like he said earlier, naked came out into this world and naked I'll return out of this world. God gave and he is taken away. It doesn't matter what things come against you. God was in control of that situation every step of the way. And some of you might find yourselves in similar places with unexplainable sickness and health problems and family struggles. Take joy knowing that God thought highly enough of your faith to allow that trial to come into your life. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. That's why we do not lean into our own understanding. We lean not into our own understanding, but we trust in the Lord with all our heart and acknowledge Him in all your ways and He'll direct your paths. What are you acknowledging? Acknowledge the Lord in your situation and He will keep you through all of it. But Satan himself is not the only one in Scripture who tries to relieve God of His control in the lives of His children. Men have also tried and failed. Pharaoh versus Israel. Whenever they were trying to escape Egypt, he failed. Nebuchadnezzar versus the, he- the Hebrew boys, he failed. Darius and his presidents and princes versus Daniel in the den of lions, they failed. But they all failed in spectacular fashion because God will go to spectacular measures to prove his control. He is just the kind of God to do something impossible to prove that He is still in charge. He'll let your adversary chase after you and your problems chase after you and blind them with the cloud. I know water is supposed to flow, but I will make the water stand up like a wall and you can walk through on dry land just so you know that I'm still in charge. I know that fire is meant to destroy and burn everything that it touches, but I will let you walk in the midst of the fire and you will not be burned. I will keep it from doing what it is supposed to do. I know that lions devour things. I know that lions eat and kill things. But I will cause them to close their mouths so that you can sleep tonight. God will keep you and he will do the impossible to show you that he is in control. But the only place that you will see the impossible is in the middle of a hard time. If you don't face a trial, if you don't face a hardship, then what is he to rescue you from? God will keep you. I'm going to read one scripture. I'm almost through, I promise. I ain't going to be very long. I'm going to read in Isaiah chapter 43 and verse 2. It says this, When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. And you can come on to the music. I'm, I'm closing fast. I'm about to be done. God has not and will not relinquish control. He will not give his throne to another. He will keep you in your trial. And though in the middle of your circumstance, it is hard to see the good that will come in the end. It does come. First Peter Chapter 1, verse 7 says this, That the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, 
might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. You can stand with me. I'm, I'm on my last page. Gold always has been one of the most valued items in human history, and it still is. But even it is finite. Even it will fade. Even it will perish. But the trial of your faith, that is more precious than even gold. For one day, the trumpet of the Lord will sound. And the one that we put all of our faith in will come riding on the clouds. And on that day, the trial of your faith will be found as praise and glory and honor before God. I promise you, every test and every trial of your faith, every day of sickness that you endure, where you have said, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Every time you stood apart in the crowd for his sake, it will all be worth it. And you'll see that God was in control the whole time. Now, I know I haven't been very long today, but I don't want to ramble. I don't want to keep on talking whenever God is done. So I'm going to open up these altars today. And whether you're in the middle of a trial yourself or whether you're in the middle of a circumstance yourself or whether you just want to come and acknowledge God in every situation, in every way that you're in right now, acknowledge Him. God will bless you and God will take care of you and He will move on you today and He will, he will take care of you, I promise
Praise God. If you're not down praying for somebody, let's lift our hands to heaven and just worship together for a moment. Let's give God thanks for the victories, for the resolve that he's renewed in this place today. Hallelujah. Strengthen us, Lord. Hallelujah. Strengthen us in this house today. Let us remember to lift up our eyes unto the hills from whence cometh our help. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God in the river. Come on, God can do it. God can still do it. God in the mountains, you cannot tunnel He's still able. God specializes in things thought impossible. Still in control. Still in control. You need to remember, sometimes it's the, the simple scriptures that we forget. But you rem- remember that Jesus said, with God all things are possible. With men it might be impossible. He, he said, but with God all things are possible. When it gets tough, you just remember all things are possible. When somebody says this is it, there's no, nothing else can be done. With God, all things are possible. God's going to come through. Hallelujah. God's going to strengthen you. I've said it before, God's people are tough. But we're tough because of the God that we serve. If we didn't have him to stand on, for him to stand with us, we wouldn't be nothing but God's people are tough. I remember Brother Everhart used to talk about being a, 
palm tree Christian. Have you ever seen palm trees in them hurricanes? Man, they'll lay almost always touching the ground. That storm's blowing. They're just beating them trees. It's like it's just beating them to death. But as soon as the storm, they just come right back on up. Still there. When you're rooted in Him, you, hey, you can stand the storm. You, like I said earlier, you'll be surprised. When, with God in control, there ain't nothing we can't endure. God's on our side. Give the Lord a hand in this house today. Hallelujah. Brother Elijah, great word today, brother. Perfect. Our, pe- our young men have been preaching to the climate of our church because our church is in a season of trials and tests and things. And, and boy, I tell you, they've been preaching faith and preaching faith, and it's been incredible. And we're going to overcome by faith. Amen. Praise God. God's good. Thank you for being in service today. Let Brother Elijah know what a great job he did today. Be at prayer tomorrow night, 7 o'clock, Wednesday night, 7 o'clock. And let's, let's have a good time in the Lord. Invite somebody to church with you. Tell them there's great things happening where I go. You ought to come with me. Let them experience the power of the Lord for themselves. Have a wonderful day, and you're dismissed in Jesus' name. God bless you today.